0: welcome to numb bills fan podcast number 183 i'm your host david palermo and as always thank you for tuning in and check out numbillsfan.com, new revamp website and if you'd like to contribute turn off your ad blocker hit the amazon link for your purchases and a small portion kicks back or hit the paypal donate button They haven't seen me in a while. It's been a minute. I understand. Uh did a video with Adam Deacon um, about a month ago, and for some reason the audio didn't come through, and that was really awesome. So wanna let you know. Um follow along. If you don't see it at the bottom of the screen, you're on audio right now. Follow along at NumbillsFan pretty much everywhere. And the latest is always on numbillsfan.com. And if you hit numbillsfan.com. Uh, you'll see a revamped site I will be writing uh, making more videos and really this off season, I've had to focus on retooling and when there's really not much to cover believe it or not promoting the podcast righteously takes so much time and then it's almost like the more you know the more traction you kind of get with people listening you kind of want to sound more quality I should say so I should say informed, um, it started out as a slapstick kind of podcast. And then, um, thanks to Eric Turner and, uh, cover one.not, I had access to the sidelines, uh, last season. So they pulled some strings to get me there with cover Masseri and uh, I got to see how things worked. And I thought from that point on, I should be a little bit more on, uh, I should at least be able to do the whole professional thing if I need to. But as always, I'm your favorite goofball here. And if you don't know, this is a Buffalo Bills program by the uh, flag over here hanging off the little PV stack. So welcome to uh, the crib. And I'm your host, David Palermo, here with you today. If you'd like, uh, we're brought to you by Punch Runk Sports Podcast Network. If you don't know, follow along, Punch Runk, great sports podcast. Uh, Comedians Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, and Ari Shafir um San Tripoli might be on a hiatus right now not totally sure but if you'd like to have some fun thoughts like just really entertaining go down a fun adventures alley of outside the box thinking you should check out San Tripoli's other podcast called tinfoil hat podcast hands down one of my favorite podcasts ever because uh as you can see I'm wearing a cro shirt and if you know anything about the cro you know they uh if you know about John Joseph questioning everything and his lyrics have transcended for a long time. I mean, influence the dead Kennedys and, um, you know, some good stuff back in the day, like bad brains. And, um, you know, so if you kind of look at our financial system, you want to see how things are working and get educated. Like I found out through tinfoil hat and, uh, did some research on it, how, you know, media is really owned by, I believe like five to six companies now instead of 80, something like in the nineties. So, for me with this podcast I've kind of encountered a gridlock of how do you become credentialed media? It's kind of a battle. So no matter how consistent I can be or whatever, I just have to cross my fingers and I hope that the Buffalo Bills will let me on the sidelines if I said if I send a message, you know, myself, which they'll probably look it up, say, Oh, he says fuck shit, asshole, whatever and he won't be allowed to come on the sidelines because we don't like how he talks. I don't know if that's how we go down, but that's kind of what I assume. And if I'm the bills, I want to control the message as much as possible. And clearly they are. So this live deal right now is, uh, I'm pretty stoked to be back live. Um, pretty much plan on every podcast being live. And I'm going to, I have a bunch of guests lined up. Dave Lundy. He wrote the book, Squish the Fish. He's lined up. I have Chris Cluey, the former Vikings punter. I'd like to See what Chris is up to. Very outspoken. Um f- doesn't give a fuck. We'll tell you what he, he feels. Um really awesome follow on Twitter. I it used to be Chris Warcraft. I am going to check right now, but either way, um pretty stoked to just reach out and talk to other people. As always, we'll have Kevin Maseri. We have Tim Avery lined up. If you know Tim Avery, if you know Mike Smith, our fantasy guru guy here love mike smith Venon talks with adam deke i've been trying to link up with him uh forever but um a lot of good stuff lined up and i can't wait to honestly really dive in so yeah it's chris warcraft on the twitter so follow chris cluey and his pin tweet would be words go in this space is his info and uh you know check out the message check everything out I think there's going to be a lot of inver- like inviting conversations about everything across the board. Um, but really, today, this is about Charles Clay time. And I can't wait to get into Charles Clay. Um, pretty much, we can go through all the stats, everything you want to say. Uh, in a nutshell, when the guy is healthy, you can say that about anybody. Pretty good fantasy option. He ranks up there pretty good. That said, he has been the most inconsistent ups, downs, fantasy option you can find. And if you go online, you look at at charts, um, I have one myself um, up when I was doing a little bit of research here, right on fantasy pros. You can just see for the NFL week of 2017, where he was projected was at say six points week one, he ended up getting 11 points where he was projected, Week two was two points, or I should say six points got 2.3 following week. He was projected at 5.2 points, really got 9.9. And then the following week he got 11.2 points, but he's, he's always been predicted for about six points a a week to maybe five. And then when he's projected for 6.7, which is his highest, he gets 3.7. So, Charles Clay is, I think, somebody that... When you have a quarterback competition here, let's get real. We have a three-headed quarterback competition here. Here we go. in Buffalo. So, um, what we got going on is the tight end being the quarterback's best friend. It's supposed to be the safety valve. All right? And the way I look at things is this. If you want to be a stats guy... All right, I'll read you off a little bit of stats, okay? So first of all, when you want to judge a tight end, to me, the tight end is one of the hardest positions in the NFL. You have to know blocking schemes. You have to work at your blocking schemes. You have to learn how to run routes. It's not that easy, meaning you have to be smart. You have to learn how to read defenses. And in the NFL, if you don't catch lightning in a bottle with the scheme, by the way, but you don't hear about with the scheme, and you gotta hope that you get a coach that knows how to coach your talent. An example Tyrod Taylor and Rick Tennyson. What does Tyrod Taylor do well? Throw the ball deep. What did they do? They trade away the guy who goes deep and catches the ball all the damn time, Sammy Watkins. Okay. But we got EJ Gaines, and when EJ Gaines is on the field, you could argue we made it to the playoffs. Okay, cool. Charles Clay you can't judge Charles Clay just on receptions I've been that guy that's just like no 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 he's a complete tight end this whole time he really is but if you're somebody who is hated Tyrod Taylor or will say he doesn't get rid of the ball which we can all agree you go to the stadium as much as I love Tyrod Taylor it's I love Tyrod Taylor because he is a dual threat that's why I like Baker Mayfield dual threat that's why I have hope in Josh Allen he's got legs I look at on a side note if you were to start Josh Allen, I think the worst-case scenario is you get Tyrod Taylor production with more turnovers, which is pretty bad when you look at the turnovers. But look at his stats in college. He didn't really have, like, how many 300-yard games, Josh Allen? So is Josh Allen even going to be the starter? That's a whole another live. But on the real, no matter what, Charles Clay – is working with a guy in Brian Dable who is on what I would call the cutting edge of offense. Worked with New England for how many years? Was an offensive coordinator in Miami with Charles Clay already. He already knows what he has. Right? And Charles Clay's, Charles Clay's best year was in 2013 reception wise with 69. And that's 759 yards and that's 11 yards of reception. His best season was really his second, his his best season as a bill, was in two thousand sixteen, and you know he played fifteen games, and he had uh, fifty seven receptions. That's fifty seven receptions with a guy who does not get rid of the ball, in Tyrod Taylor. You know, I mean, again, people are gonna kill me about Madden, 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 Madden. You can learn a lot about like drops and timing and stuff, and and getting the cover one dot net and watching footwork and watching accuracy. And it's like I have a lot of confidence in Brian Dable to work with what we have here in Buffalo and get these guys into space. And the fact that the Bills have no pass catchers and no disrespect to any receivers on a roster, my next. Facebook Live will be about Jeremy Curley being the most important receiver on the roster. Charles Clay is a tight end. Um, If we were saying pass catcher, either way, Jeremy Curley, why is he on the team? Because he's going to be in the right spot at the right time. He's a tough guy, tough attitude, veteran player, been around the block. We know him. And he gets his work done. He seems like a lunch pal guy. Charles Clay is the same guy. Very smart. Charles Clay finds space. Now, he has had some trouble. On cover one, had an article back a bit, I believe about a year ago, and it was a video with Charles Clay having some drops in traffic. But I think schematically, Charles Clay is going to have a bonkers year. He is a late, late round pick for you in fantasy sports. Nobody's going to have him projected high. But if three years under Tyrod Taylor, he goes seventy or, uh, 51, 57, and 49 in receptions in consecutive order there, on uh, 13 games, 15 games, and 13 games, I could see, um, you know, I could really, really see somebody getting him the ball in space. And that's what I, I, I think about Dable. I think about running a college offense to the championship in Alabama last season. Um, I think about working with the Patriots and what do they do best? They get guys into space schematically. I mean, all the big name receivers in, in New England, if you want, I hate going to New England model, but guess what? We have a New England coach. So, you know, frankly, this guy could be Ryan Dable, the Bills head coach or something goes awry with McDermott. Because if this offense gets together, granted, I've had a hard time with Nathaniel Hackett saying the same thing. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, he's cutting edge. Here he comes. And, yeah, I thought we were going to get Chip Kelly light from how they packaged it to us up to 90 from Syracuse with Nathaniel Hackett and uh, Doug Marone. But, frankly, I don't know what to trust in this team. Uh, I've kind of flipped the table. So, uh, on myself, Like after the draft, I can't believe the equity that was given up for Josh Allen. That said, we're here now, and the tight end I think is going to be a very valuable piece. I mean, Nick O'Leary, another solid raw dog. Nick O'Leary, another solid, um, you know, tight end. I'm excited to see what the Bills do. Calvin Benjamin's got to run routes, right? And Jeremy Curley, I expect him out on the field. I would expect Benjamin Curley and their two tight ends and O'Leary and Charles Clay. And, you know, you know, they're going to hone in on the McCoy. But if the bills don't get rid of the damn ball downfield a little bit, we're going to see a million people in the box. Well, the tight end is a really hard position to predict what he's going to do. The tight end, you can sell. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, Charles Clayson paid a lot of money. And that's a one thing that people look at is they're like, dude, how are you gonna talk mad highly about Charles Clay? And you look at how much money he was signed for. Well, he came here on a transitional tag and um he's been paid a lot of money. He he had um a signing bonus of ten million. He's on a contract term of thirty eight, average salary of seven point six million, guaranteed to sign at signing thirteen million, and total guaranteed twenty four point five million and he's a free agent in twenty twenty. Now that's all on spot track dot com. S P O T R A C dot com. Best website there is for salaries. Um I know that he was drafted, so there was some kind of transitional tag when he got to Buffalo and pretty much in a nutshell the Bills had to pay a boatload of money. Now, everybody's like, oh, Doug Whaley, he crushed it with salaries. Look at where these salaries are. Well, you had to get these guys to stay in Buffalo. And if you start winning and you have players who got paid money, usually what happens is more players want to come, and they'll come for a little bit cheaper because they want to win, and you can package it. This is a football town. This is where we just come to work, and we play football. So on March 18, 2015 is when he signed his $38 million contract including $20 million guaranteed. So that's a big damn deal. But Charles Clay is a very underutilized tight end, if you really think about it. Um, you have a run-first offense, no matter what way you want to cut it, with Tyrod Taylor and LeSean McCoy. What what are you going to do? If you put Charles Clay on the Patriots, I'm sure he's going to have big numbers. It's, it's about getting into space, and that's why I love going to the game, sitting next to Scott Campbell and his dad, And we'll be there this year with Anthony Tugboat Hayward, if you know him. And I'm really looking forward to just pretty much seeing the space on the field. I love watching route runners. Um, That's why I'm so stoked for Jeremy Curley. He's going to be in the right spot at the right time. I'm curious to see the youngsters at camp this year. Uh, The wide receivers are always something that when you don't draft somebody, me included, I'm like, what the hell? That's why, like, with the Josh Allen thing, I'm looking at the Bills coming to this draft like, wow, you could have came out of this draft with all these pieces. Well, if you get that receiver to take away, to leave Charles Clay open, I mean, you got something else too. That said, who knows how things are going to come together. I trust in Brian Dable. We don't have a choice. That said, I, I really like, at least on paper, the background, his experience um, under Nick Saban, under Bill Belichick. Work ethic is not going to be a thing, and he's a Rochester and he's from Buffalo, I should say, and went to school at U of R for a couple years. So um, I'm out of Rochester. So just to review, um, Charles Clay is a complete tight end, very dependable, smart player. Again, you just can't be unhealthy. Now, he started 13 games. He It seems like he's always on the injury report, which he always is on the injury report. I've had him in my fantasy league every year. Um, and, and really, I think he's the only guy this year that I had from the Bills um this last season. And, and and even before they traded away Sammy Watkins, I was not gonna trade Sammy Watkins. I, I just or draft Sammy Watkins The fans, I just did not trust that he would produce and I don't know what I'm gonna get out of Rick Dennison's offense. Switching up the offensive line scheme, how they did kind of made me think that tank, but I never bought that they want to tank. But if you look at schematically coaching the team to fail, I don't know. Um I really on a side note, don't know don't think about Nathan Peterman being in a quarterback competition but okay so i'd like to make a decision and get this quarterback locked in asap so that our main man here charles clay 85 can tear some shit up and frankly if charles clay can establish himself he's going to be somebody somebody that the bills or i should say other teams sleep on what i love about the nfl and the new coaching staff and new players I mean, we don't have a choice as a Bills fan, it seems lately, like and that pun. It's like there's always something new schematically to learn. And as a Bills fan, I think that's why we are kind of quarterback experts. We are experts of what the hell can go wrong, and sometimes we're fatalists because we've seen so many different outcomes. But now the Bills made the playoffs, and for a lot of fans, it seems like the wolves pulled over their eyes like nothing can go wrong now and it's like whoa 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 whoa. did you just not have blunt force trauma for 17 years of bullshit i've seen better bills teams make the playoffs sorry not sorry it's the truth so as far as coaching goes when i think about the patriots and brian Dable, and i think about the patriots in general with josh McDaniels, especially i think about Guys getting into space. Bills, terms, translations. I know I have a love fest with Changaley, but think Changaley. I'm hearing the same thing. Getting guys into space. Yeah, we want to draft a scat back to get into space. What do they do? They get C.J. Spiller into space. Took till year three for Spiller to figure it out, and then Doug Moron comes in and fucks it all up. But they did it. They did it. They put C.J. Spiller between the tackles, Doug Moron. And um, you know, what's Biller doing? Isn't he in like Kansas City? Who knows. So I got a pen like I'm all pro over here because I did actually. I uh, have some notes here, but I think Charles Clay is a good fantasy option, and I look forward to big things from him. Um, he, you know, he gets like ten yards of reception for the most part. That should tell you something. So he knows how to run around the linebackers. And I will never forget my favorite Charles Clay memory is I was at a Miami game in Miami and I'm walking in up the escalator thingy thing late and um I hear the crowd just going bonkers and I'm like, what the hell? And I look across they had like a bunch of TVs or squares and I look across, and I see the Charles Clay t- touchdown, you know. And that was a great year. You had Charles Clay, you had Percy Harvin, you had Sammy Watkins, you had LeSean McCoy, you had Tyrod Taylor. You had Incognito with something to prove. Eric Woodback. I mean, I could go on. That was a that was a really exciting year. You had Rex Ryan, you know, in his big ass mouth And I I obviously couldn't get enough of. I, I love the entertainment. Now it's cool because I get to like be reminded to go to church, and I'm you know more positive person here. So, really on the real, um follow along on Twitter, follow along everywhere you want to be and uh Twitter, Instagram, I'll be up on Instagram all the time. Um if you want like quick live thoughts, always check it out and um from there I would say tune in once to twice a week if you don't subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Follow Num Bills fan everywhere. A lot of content going to be made. The system is set up in place. Please, if you want to help support the podcast, this is all DIY. Um, if you look behind me, you'll see drywall there. Maybe you can't see it. it of course, it got dark in this room with the natural sunlight I had going for this beautiful video. So, um, it's all DIY supported. I go to work and a lot of times, we were or not, I'm on my way to a hockey game with my knee texting out promotion. Um, If there's anybody who wants to be a part of the team behind the scenes, say you don't want to be on air, um, I am looking for help, honestly. I'm looking for somebody to help promote consistently. Um, I might be able to reimburse you down the road. At least I can get you some Bill Swag. I have a bunch of stuff. Um, But I'm looking for good people who want to help promote. It's a DIY operation. And um this is pretty much the cap. If you go through and look at the views we got on the draft show, it was incredible. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Uh very last minute production, but thank you to Jeff Knight, Mike Smith, Trunk Dean. I had a blast. And thank you to Adam Diga for making the image and helping set up in the background. He had to be at work. But long story short, this is all funded. When you know, I had the privilege to, like I said, get to the sidelines. It's kinda like my 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 problem moment because when i'm on the scaffold doing construction and i'm like these people don't know what the hell they're talking about i want to do something about it and and then you kind of just work 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 and just at least just want to see where the message comes from and you get to actually be there for the press conferences it's kind of like weird and really humbling that hard work does pay off so um in a nutshell Please follow along. If you want to donate to the show, you can. There's a PayPal link. But whatever you want to get from Amazon, there's a click-through link. And how that works is simply click through it and make your order. And a small. We get a tiny, tiny, tiny kickback. And believe it or not, server space costs money. This little application here um, takes a lot of time to make these little graphics. You know, it's... It's... uh, For what I want to bring to the fans in general of sports is a a conversation about the bills in the nfl that is really a free flowing conversation so to everybody out there thank you for um tuning in here and uh you know bob sack thank you Vic. i love your thoughts on charles clay man um but like you said he is a wait and see for jeremy crowley not lightning breakaway speed but he makes play i'm thinking like I like Stevie Johnson because he got in the right spot. Rodney, holler at your boy, Rodney. Rodney, if you want to help in the promotion department, you know, punk rock guy, Rodney, all good. But I am done here. Seacrest is out. Follow along at numbillsfan and numbillsfan.com. I'm your host, David Palermo.